Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today I am talking about joy in trials. We'll start with a quote from John MacArthur from his uh, scripture workbook called Benefiting from Life's Trials. Quote, joy is not our natural response to trouble, so deeming a trial joyful requires discipline. The Christian must make a conscious commitment to face each trial with a joyous heart. When Paul said in Philippians 4.4 that he had learned to be content in all circumstances, he was a prisoner in Rome. He had learned to be content in the midst of his trials. That does not happen by accident. End quote. The critical thought to take away is that this joyful stance must be consciously nurtured every day and can only be done by growing in the word. When trials occur in your life, it will be too late to stand on joy because we must practice it all the time. And thus, we will be ready when the trial comes. Do you consciously change the word when trials come to if trials come? Jesus said that they will come. Everyone whose name is identified with his will endure trouble in this life, says John 16, 33. But too often, if a period of time goes by when our comforts are steady and our life is tranquil, we begin to think that this status will always be the quo. It will not. For anyone undergoing a trial, or helping someone undergoing a trial, or watching someone undergoing a trial, or is about to undergo a trial, which covers all of us, just know that it will happen. Sometimes a trial comes in slowly and incrementally, like the tide, and you can see that the end will not be well. As with a monthly shrinking bank account or rolling layoffs at work. But other times it comes in like a surprise comet, blasting into your life with a suddenness that startles and shocks. Be ready to confront it with joy by having nurtured such equanimity all all along. When you see the blazing comet appear, it will be too late. In his book, A Token for Mourners, which was recently retitled Facing Grief as a Puritan paperback, the Puritan John Flavel said, quote, to be above the stroke of passion is a condition equal to angels. To be in a state of sorrow without the sense of sorrow is a disposition beneath beasts. But Duly to regulate our sorrows and bound our passions under the rod is the wisdom and duty and excellency of a Christian. 
he that is without natural affections is deservedly ranked among the worst of heathens. And he that is rightly able to manage them deserves to be numbered with the best of Christians. Though when we are sanctified, we put on the divine nature, yet till we are glorified, we put not off the infirmities of our human nature. End quote. So Flavel there is affirming the understanding that the Christian can and should grieve because we are human after all. His treatise warns though about excesses which destroy our witness in the gospel. His token of grief for mourners launches off the verse from Luke 7, 13, which says, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, weep not. Flavel continues, quote, the words are not an absolute prohibition of tears and sorrow. He does not condemn all mourning as sin sinful or all expressions of grief for dead relations as uncomely. No, Christ would not have his people insensate. He only prohibits the excesses, extravagancies of our sorrow for the dead, that it should not be such a mourning for the dead as is found among the heathen who sorrow without measure because without hope and being ignorant of that grand relief which the gospel reveals. And that is the key, end quote. Um, that is the key. Our reaction to trials, whether they involve dread illnesses, or loss or grief, drastic change in life circumstance and so on, will be laced with the human emotion of shock and grief, but should also exhibit the joy and strength we have in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is something that doesn't just appear at the moment, but it's nurtured in us every day by our spiritual practices. A well-disciplined Christian will respond to God's trial-laced outworking in his or her life with grace and joy through those tears. One who is not prepared may allow sorrow to become sinful and excessive when, quote, it causes us to slight and despise all our other mercies and enjoyments as small things in comparison to what we've lost, said Flavel. The excess will happen if, if the excess happens, we become insensitive to, quote, public evils and calamities which lie upon the church and people of God, end quote, said Flavel, and when sorrow interrupts our communion with heaven, and so on. All those are precisely the opposite of the purpose of trials. The only way to display the joy and confidence in the Lord is to nurture the gospel seed in us daily, watering it with the word, providing shade for it through repentance, shedding light upon it through prayer, and so on. Trials will come. Are you ready?
in the show notes, I will provide further resources as I have on the blog. The Women's Hope podcast is in the midst of a three-part ongoing um, series called Is It Well With Your Soul? Part one, two, and three have been published. The synopsis for that series says, quote, why do we suffer as Christians? Where is God in times of pain? And how are we supposed to respond? These and other questions are the topic of this series. And in episode one, Kim and Shelby introduce the topic of trials, offering a biblical framework for thinking about suffering and its purpose in our lives. There's an article by Dave Mathis called The Priceless Gift in Every Trial. And as mentioned, the John Flavel um, ebook called A Token for Mourners is a PDF that you can um, read online or download for yourself. And there's the Benefiting from Life's Trials scripture workbook by John MacArthur. And a book by Tim Challies, who lost his son suddenly. He was playing basketball and fell over and could not be revived. He passed away on the basketball court suddenly and unexpectedly um, as a college student. Challies wrote the book Seasons of Sorrow, The Pain and Loss, The Pain of Loss, and the Comfort of God. And he literally structured it as seasons the four seasons, summer, spring, fall, and winter. So those are some helps for you if you are undergoing a really deep trial. I hope that you are not, but just be aware that if you're not, that means either you're coming out of one or you're about to go in one. And I am mindful of this myself. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I bid you a wonderful day.